you know what TikTok is? And he's one person's like, yes, I know what the app TikTok is. And the other person's like, the noise it makes when my hip moves? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. It's, yeah, but you know, I'm not looking for sympathy, but it is challenging. Just outside the borough, which, you know. Yeah, your, the, the noodles like Cabot will give you a lot of crap for that, but it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it just means like your attention. parents were educated and had good jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is crazy um, because I always me. preface it by saying if someone told me this story, I wouldn't believe it. But believe it's hundred percent. It. Yeah, it's hundred percent true. You know what? I'm gonna take advantage of this situation. And so I'm talking to my manager about it. He's like, dude, here, just put a pizza box in a bag. You just go back there, knock on the door. She answers. She remembers. You're in. I'm like, brilliant. So I go back to the house. I knock on the door. And uh, some dude answers the door. He's like, we didn't order any pizza. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming to you by the one and only Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson. And on the show tonight, we have the owner and proprietor of David Richards Fitness, the one and only Dave Toper. Super fun show. Dave was really, really fun, man. I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, we started off the show with a bang. Great story, kicking back about an old wrestling match we had. We talked about the different jobs Dave's had growing up in N-Dub and hanging out with the crew, doing different sports in high school. He had he was really big into the Philadelphia comedy scene for a long time and he hosted an open mic for a few years. Like he, you know, really did a lot or really had a, a long stretch in comedy. Uh he's owns his own business now. We talk a lot about that, but honestly, this show went by super fast and I really had a good time. J Dub, what'd you think? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say when it goes by fast, you know you had a good time. And I had a good yeah. old time. Yeah. Really did go by fast. Dave was a lot of fun. It's good to reminisce. And I'll tell you this: one of these, one of these things that I wanted to say and I forgot to say on the show is that, like, back in the day, uh, it was really cool to be like an older jerk to the younger kids. And Dave was one of those guys who was older, but was always like really cool to us, and like wasn't really like picking on the younger guys or making fun of everyone. Like he was always just like a solid good dude. You know, I met Dave like when I was seven. I met him again when I was like 15. I met him again when I was like 24 and again today. Yeah. 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 Every time I met him. Every time. He's been nothing but a solid, good dude. Always a big fan of this guy. So I'm super excited for everyone to get to listen to this. So without any further ado, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's J-Dub Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the owner of David Richards Fitness, the one and only Dave Toper. Enjoy. All right. Hello and welcome. Today on the show, like we said, we have the one and only Dave Toper. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Jada Justin Richardson. So I want to talk about this, Jada. Jada, there's been moments in time in history that have been recorded as legend, right? And I'm going to tell you about this one time, okay? Just one time. It's your boy here, old Uncle Maddie, right? I was with a young Davide Topar, a.k.a. Tope Diddy Run the City Show No Pity, a.k.a. Tope DZ, a.k.a. Tope Star Zero Zero, a.k.a. Son of Abraham, right? Let's go. We were at, 
we were at this house in East Falls, right? And we had gone over this house in East Falls to freestyle rap. Nice. Just a thing you did back then. We did some freestyling. <laughs> we freestyled over the one beat. It was like a 50 cent beat. Uh, God, I forget. Magic but stick. It's like, the magic stick. Yes, nice. correct, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we were freestyling over that beat. Killed it, crushed it, everyone. It was me. It was me, Dave, my brother Tom, who everyone knows. He's been on the show, the host of the Schmidt and Lavelle show. Uh, and then this guy, Bill Loftus, and I think Sprouse out, was there Bill. as well. Shout out, Bill, fan of the show, listen to the show. And then I think uh, Sprouse was there as well. So we're all there. We're all hanging out, right? Everyone's having a good time. We're we're flowing. Our raps are hearty. Like, we are going on these raps, bro. Bro, I was throwing down some heaters of some lines. All right. Because once you get that into memories, it, that part of the memory is not that clear to me, but I'm so far, yeah. I remember getting a standing ovation after <laughs> delivering my line. From the whole crowd or from the whole crew. The fact was we were already standing, but nonetheless. <laughs> nonetheless. So afterwards, we're all hanging out. Then out of nowhere, I gave Dave a stunner. Do we remember a stunner? Stone cold stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? But then it turned around and Dave gave me a diamond cutter. And I said, what? What is this? Right? Then I hit him with the mandible claw. The mandible claw. Right? Then he 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 got out of it, threw me off the ropes, hit me with the clothesline. And I was down. And I was hurt. Then I get back to my feet. I stand up, hit him with the eye poke. Ooh. Little Ric Flair style. Walked it off a little bit. Hit him with the eye poke. Right? Then we go back. I throw him off the ropes. I hit him with, right? Then I get next to him and I kick his sides of his arms in, take off the elbow pad, throw it in the arena, right? I hit him with the most electrifying move in East Falls ever, right? Hit him with the people's elbow. He kicks out of the people's elbow. Unheard of to kick out of the people's elbow. (laughs) Might be the most protected move in all of wrestling. He kicks out of the people's elbow. Right. Then he gets up. Then I throw him into the sink. Then I turn the water on. Then I start splashing him with the water. I'm splashing yeah, him in the face crazy. with the water. Right. Ah, He's got water boarding me. <laughs> and then you have on the sidelines, Tom and Bill are commenting the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Then it rolled and I threw him into the fridge. He came off the fridge with the big boat. He hit me with the big boat. And I was dazed. I'm getting up to my feet. And I'm cutting slow up there while I'm taking my time getting up. What's he doing? He's tuning up the band. Tuning up the band for a little sweet chin music. Right? Hits me with a little sweet chin music, a little super kick action. I go down. And I go down hard. I go down hard. Then the ref gets down. He hits him with the championship count of one, a two, and a kick out. Oh, and I kicked out. And the place goes, it was wild. I get back up. What do I do? Stun him again. I get up, stun him. Then he gets back up. Then what do I do? Choke slam. Choke slam him. Then he gets back up. What do I do? Stone pile driver, baby. What do I do? Throw him back down. I get on top. I know it's done. I know it's done. A one, a two, 
This place is going wild. It was going absolutely wild. Oh, my God, going nuts. The, the, the neighbors are banging on the walls. The walls are banging on the walls because we were so damn loud. It was crazy. It was wild. This place was erupting. Pandemonium. Right? It was it was hellfire and brimstone. It was hellfire and brimstone, right? Then I get Dave again. I pick him up, put him in the DDT. DDT him on the floor. Then I wrap up one leg and I wrap up the other. And I go. I was like, "There's no way he's getting out of this." A one, a two. Another kick out! Oh my god! So we went from the kitchen. I threw him into the living room, and then out of nowhere, in the living room, he had an actual yield sign, an actual <laughs> big metal yield sign, a legit one, right? I threw him in the living room. We, I throw him off the ropes, hit him with the clothesline again, throw him off the ropes again, hit him with a spinning back elbow. He comes up with the actual <laughs> yield sign that's like four by four feet metal and like 60 pounds and goes whap right in my face. <laughs> Kaboom! Right? And the crowd's going nuts. Jay, you know, Billy Loftus is doing his best, JR. And he's saying, fire Oh my God! Oh my God! Right? Nails me with it. Nails me with it. Then he gets on top and the disrespect with the flying elbow from the couch. The flying elbow from the top of the couch. Nails me. And then I was out. One, two, three. And there's no kick out for the kid. Dave Doper walked away as the champ. But we all walked away with something. And then we were leaving. And he come, and I'm going to leave, and he and he was waiting outside, and he tried to jump me again, and the neighbor, the neighbor had come outside and started yelling at us like, "Get get me to shut the hell up! It's three in the morning!" And we we're like, "All right, lady, go to bed, you booze hound. You don't have any belts, lady. You're not yeah. the intercontinental champion of anything. Go back yeah. in your house." Yeah, like we're the chaps with all the straps, and you need to hit the bricks, babe. All right. <laughs> But either was, way, that go was ahead, Dave. A very accurate account of that match. Very accurate. So either way, our guest tonight is the one and only Dave Toper, the owner and proprietor of David Richards Fitness. We'll have a link in the description of this episode where you can follow him online and check out David Richards Fitness. Dave, I love you, brother. Super excited to have you here. You're one of my all-time guests as a guest. I've wanted to have you on the show for years. Thanks, uh, but brother. before we get started, I would just like to ask, what movie do you think you've seen the most your whole life? Oh, man, probably Jurassic Park. Wow, the first one? Yeah. Never girl. I mean, I saw that like three. I saw that like three times in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Dave, you remember my that. dad, right? Yes. So when I was, just remember the movie Braveheart? Yeah. Braveheart came out in '95. I was nine, turning ten in '95. Right. right? He took uh, like me and Tom and Alex to see the movie in theater four times. Braveheart. Oh, wow. I was nine years old. Four oh, times, maybe. like let alone like the gruesome battle scenes the sex scenes were wild i was like dad let's go see the boobs on that scottish babe what are we doing come on you know it was wild Uh you know but it was the 90s it was the 90s you could take a nine-year-old to an r-rated slash almost x-rated movie you know the violence was off the chain yeah. No. Wow, that's yeah, like no. quite the film. I mean, I got rented Pulp Fiction at Blockbuster when I was like 11 by accident. They definitely should have rented me that. I was Ooh. like, Pulp Fiction, what's this about? 
like 10 minutes in, I'm like, the hell am I like, looking I thought at this here? was about orange juice. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, I did not see that four times, though. I did not yeah. rent that again for a while. So the reason I asked you that question, Dave, is because usually we have these things called the disputed questions, right? And what the disputed right. questions are, are there questions that J-Dub and I disagree on? And we would like to get to know the type of person you are by asking you these questions to see which side of the lane you fall on. But recently I was told that the disputed questions, you know, people are bored of them. Well, one person told me that. Yeah, I was going to say, you said that last week. Nobody's, I'm not bored of them. And I get okay. bored very easily. Is, wait, is this one of them where you guys are like, they're bored of them. You're like, they're not bored of them. This I mean, as reason. of last week, this it is. <laughs> I mean, we didn't last week. This is our new disputed question. Are you bored of the questions? Let us know (laughs) at the end. I was like, what kind of Inception BS is this? All right. Well, uh, okay, Dave. So what movie do you think is better? The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? Oh, man. I'm the worst with movies. Really? I thought you were uh, a movie No, I'm really not. I mean, uh, I've probably seen each one of those once. And which uh, one do you think is better? Probably the first one, right? Or is well, it the second? Know. Like, what's what's popular culture stuff? I mean, I'm popular. You, and you I say live, it's the first one. Do you live under the the scrutiny of popular culture, or are you Dave Damn Toper? Are you Toper? I mean, didn't run the city, the, and you do your the own third thing. one. Which which <laughs> uh, casino? <laughs> you see, you, know, you know how many times we've asked that question and people have said Goodfellas as their answer? <laughs> the first two hours and 15 minutes of The Irishman. Right. Oh, not, the, not the last Dude, hour and 45 minutes. Spe- really? Speaking of, bro, I'll tell you this, boys. So recently, have you, you know the movie uh, Killers of the Flower Moon? I did not see it. But, so, but you know what I'm talking about, right? His yeah. new movie. I've, of- I've haven't, I haven't seen it. Okay, I well, know. I saw it, and it's three hours and 26 minutes, and oh my gosh, it's a long Worth one. it? Worth it? Um, It was good. Don't, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's Scorsese, it's Leo, it's Robbie D. Oh, so, so it's the crew. The gang's back it, together. The crew. <laughs> Je- I like Jesse Plemons, too. What, if you, what's uh, that on? What's that platform? Je- I saw it on Apple Plus. Oh, all right. Apple Plus. Yeah, I gotta. I'll check that out. I like a, a good Leo movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So I just come to find out that the guy in uh, that they based the story of. Um, so you think you or catch me if you can? Oh, great movie. Yeah, so you know it's based on a true story. Yeah. You know how that guy actually fabricated all of that. So like, that whole thing was a lie. Yeah, like after the movie came out, he's like, "Yeah, Frank." Like, uh, yeah, like he never Frank worked Abagnale. for the FBI. Yeah, like he made up most of those stories. Wow, just goes to show you how like stupid some people are if you fool them with a little confidence and little panache. I mean, it's crazy that the movie's about him finessing people, and he's like, "Yeah, I just finessed you right there, and you already yeah. made the movie." Yeah. <laughs> Great movie too. So the rights that for, yeah, Dude, the bet the best scene in that movie is when he fools Jennifer Garner into paying him to sleep with her. It was the best. Loved it. Um, but either way, here we go. Let's keep it going. Next question, yes. Dave. Yes. Cheetos, crunchy or puffed? What do you don't? Yeah, crunchy. That's definitely yeah. close yeah. though. That's a close one or two. That's a close right. one too. Okay. What about this? Waffles, pancakes, or French toast? Waffles. Hitting, you're hitting me. You're scratching right? me where I itch, Danny. You got built in syrup holders. I mean, come on. Come on. What are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? We're talking come efficiency on. right now. Yeah. And then, okay. Water park or an amusement park? 
I mean, as long as you're not with that person that's like, you know what's in this water? Water park could be fun. Until yeah, so you have that one person that's like... Got to ruin it. Got to bring Let me hey, live a little bit. Let me get in the lazy river. Oh, there's a band-aid in there. I'm like, there's a band-aid. There's one band-aid out of 30,000 yeah, so, all right. Yeah, uh, well, I'm that one guy, guys. So nice to meet you. That's me. <laughs> so, yeah, but maybe amusement park. I mean, depending. I haven't been to one in a minute. Right. And then, but, what about Chevy Chase or Bill Murray? Oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Wow. You and far oh. between. You're a man of of great no. respect. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. He's, what he's, What are we even doing here? What do you mean? Really? Really, Chevy? <laughs> Everyone who said Bill Murray is a coward. <laughs> Everyone yeah, says Bill Murray is not a decadent Philistine. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, you like I Chevy Chase? Oh, yeah. I've probably seen more of his movies. I've probably seen more of his stuff. Hmm. Well, Dave, I thought I thought, I thought, better of you. I'll just say. Yeah, well, there's still more time. We're still, I mean, it could go back. Because yeah, right. you thought pretty yeah. high of me about six minutes ago. Right. <laughs> Dave, okay, Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock? Oh, uh, man, that's... Actually, what's, what was that movie that Chappelle was in, in the 90s? What was that? Half-Baked. Half-Baked? Yeah, actually, that's probably the movie that I've seen the most, because there was a time period I watched that religiously. <laughs> we watched that movie all yeah, the time. Yeah, now, because I'm thinking about your original question, it's definitely not Jurassic Park. It's definitely Half-Baked. <laughs> dude, I'll have, to, I'll have to... Dude, I'll have to cut this, but, the dude, I remember we would piss ourselves absolutely piss ourselves laughing when it was the yeah. one scene the one, the, the, the one scene <laughs> where he <laughs> yeah when he goes the he goes to feed Fuck the you. i think it was a police horse right he goes he goes he goes to feed the police horse and he's like hungry girl and then behind yeah. him is this huge fat black chick <laughs> that just says and, working. Yeah. and I was just like, dude, dying, oh dying. Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes. I don't know if you cut that out. I don't know. Try cut that out. Oh god! I, mean, I didn't say the. I didn't say it, but you know, I didn't say the actual word. But it was, dude. I just remember Hilarious. we would be pissing ourselves laughing, and we would rewind it and watch it again. And more hilarious. Dude, so funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so definitely yeah, was, that movie I've seen the most. That one, Half Baked. That was up, dude, that was up there for a while. We were big on Half Baked for a while. So good. Uh, so good. And then, okay, let's keep it moving on. Keep it on moving and shaking and moving and shaking and shaking and moving. Okay, uh, okay. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Okay. Correct. Incorrect. Um, <laughs> then, last question and the most important question. And this will decide the person you are for the rest of your life, David. When it comes to eating wings, are you drums or are you flats? Oh, drums. Damn right, you're a drum. You say yeah, that, Justin? The flat, yeah, the flat community is confusing. Flats are yeah, great. The flat, flats are for, for, you know, decadent Philistines. Yeah. yeah. Unlike you barbarians who eat your drums. Just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Go to the Renaissance fucking... Fair and get big turkey legs. Oh, dude, big that's... old turkey legs. I like yep. it. I like it. A little turkey leg wrapped in bacon, baby. All right, so let's keep it on moving on, keep it on moving down the road. So, like we said on the show today, we have the one and only Dave Topper. Dave Topper is the up? owner and proprietor of David Richards Fitness. 
right? David Richard yes, or sir. David Richards? David Richards. Richards with an S. Richards, uh, yes. Like we said, we'll have the link in the description of this episode where you can find Dave on all his social media platforms as well as a link to his website for David Richards Fitness. I've been to the studio. It's a good studio, man. You got a good spot there. You're in a good location. It's not. It's got great equipment, right? It's got plenty of space, and it's clean. One thing people don't think about when they go to a gym is it needs to be clean, right? Yeah. People yeah. are always like, oh, the gym's whatever, whatever. It, 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 dude, if it's a filth box, bro, you don't want to be there. I've been to so many that people are so high on, but I'm like, this place is fucking filthy. I'm not going to train here because that's how you get diseases, right? We we wrestled. We know the deal. You got to keep it clean. And so I've been to a spot. It's got a bunch of great stuff, brand new equipment, really good stuff. And, you know, he does a great job. So, Dave, let's talk about a little bit. Yeah, of course, man. David Richards Fitness. Uh, What was the inspiration for David Richards Fitness? Uh, Well, the name, my name's David. My father's name was Richard, but it sounded too rough, so I added an S. (laughs) Sounded very mainline where it's at in Malvern. So, um, And it kind of came together pretty quickly because I was uh, kind of between a rock and a hard place with the pandemic, you know, shutting down my momentum at the big box gym that i was working at uh which was lifetime athletic in camp prussia um i had a really good thing going there but uh when i returned a few months after the break and everything all like kind of my momentum had been just dead and so uh at that point i think people just wanted to work out but they were certainly looking for like just maybe a, a more private space so i just kind of quickly came up with this thing and knew uh through the grapevine someone that had some commercial property and i went and looked at it and it was kind of nice and just made the move nice very nice uh, man i like it yeah that's kind of like a simplistic version of it i mean i think most trainers or people in that type of work are probably thinking about doing their own thing at some mm-hmm. point or some way mm-hmm. shape or form yeah. um but probably if that hadn't happened i wouldn't have been like so fired up to like or, or motivated to like do it because i had this momentum going at my other job i wasn't like it was going bad so yeah and do you call it a lucky. big box gym is that what it was called yeah, like a lifetime or something like that. Oh, they call those big box gyms? In my industry, yeah, where it's okay. like a giant facility. Yeah, like an LA like Fitness, a, like a Planet yeah. Fitness, like a yeah. gigantic. All, those would be big box gyms. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I, like the chains like mostly. A, yep. And I'm more yeah. like a, a boutique studio style gym. Nice. So, okay. So you're working at Lifetime or, if, you know, you're the former place you're at. And you're there and you're building up a client list and things are going yep. well. And then after the pandemic, they come back and maybe there's some business things that you're not happy with or something along those lines. You don't have to get into it. And so right. you're like, look, I have enough clients here. I've you've obviously it's something you've thought about before, you know, and so you're like, hey, screw it. I'm going to you know, I'm going to put put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to go open up my own shop. And so. You know, that's what you did. And I, dude, I've, you know, I've worked with you with it and it's really like a good spot. You do a great job of navigating the apps too, which is really big. You know what I mean? Like, which is like, it's also like, it's a business language that you had to learn, right? That it's, you know, like you can kind of see, but to be able to take advantage of those type of tools is a real skill, man. You should be very proud of what you've done and what you've accomplished. And it's a big deal that you've been able to do that. So you're very proud of that, man. And I'm very proud of you for it. So, 
thanks man appreciate that of course brother yeah dude so, it's uh, going on three years it feels pretty good i mean definitely january is my busiest month to date so it's yeah. uh it's going well dude that's awesome man i'll tell you people i you know i've been working at the gym i've been at the gym i've been at for 15 years and the owner always told me he's like february usually is the busiest month of the year but this jan you're saying like you've already started kicking things off in january right yeah yeah i mean it's nice. uh i i agree but i mean i think the first three months of the year are pretty busy um yeah. but uh i'm already I have like the best team I've ever had and I have software that I've implemented this year. I mean, there's just a lot, like not just even revenue wise, that also is good, but a lot of other things that are in place that, I mean, it's probably connected really, but yeah. Yeah. So, Still, dude, it's, uh, it's a good thing. Dude, that's awesome, man. Congrats, dude. That's great. So three years you've been at your place. And like we said, we'll have links in the description of this episode of where you can find David Richards Fitness and sign up for a class if you want. He offers a bunch of different types of classes, a bunch of different types of training. He can cater to pretty much everybody. And one of the things I found, like, I have a bunch of clients that I'll train and stuff like that. And the number one thing it, when it comes like people think it's all about like you know like you got to be able to push people and give them a good workout and all that kind of stuff but kisses there, on the tummy. yeah there's a lot of people <laughs> that that's always, what we that's what we're really good at you know little tummy kiss that's little what separates, little tummy sticks. separates little tummy little. Sticks. so but dude, dude i'll tell you like our head <laughs> One of the things that like people, you know, like legit, you could get whatever you like what most trainers provide, like as far as like providing an exercise routine can be found in certain places. But you really want to develop is a personal relationship with the people you're training. That's the number one thing you want to do is that like, look, they're all they're coming there to train with you and train hard and all that stuff. But they're also like. You know, they're your friend at the end of the like, you know, they're your pal oh, yeah. at the end of the day. And you want to have relationships and jokes and fun and talk and be interested in their lives and them interested in yours and things like that. So for you, Dave, what is like kind of something that, you know, like, have you focused on the personal relationship with your clients? Because you have a ton of them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, you nailed it. I, I and that's how I teach trainers coming up too that you know, it all, it all stems from that because like you're saying, the better relationship you have with this person, the better the accountability you'll have with them, the better you'll be able to inspire them or lead them, or they'll have more trust in you or all these things stem from that relationship. So the better that is, the other things will also be better. And then in turn, hopefully on the back end of that, you help this person and get them results, whatever their goal yeah. is. So you got to be good at that. And I thought, and the, the only tough thing about that is it's a hard thing to teach people being yeah. affable and being you know being able to have conversations and all these skill sets i think you can practice but in the long run you know your personality is somewhat your personality yeah the old gift yeah. to gab dude one of the things i've found that like i'll ask to like break the conversation and things like that is i'll be like hey you watching anything you got any series or movies or anything you're watching and that's usually a you know one that helps like you know check off the box of like starting a conversation yeah but that's it as the time's been going on that's been getting tougher because someone will be like i'm watching the thompsons go to europe and i'll be like what's that on they're like it's on peacock I'm like i don't have peacock like, what are you watching? Yeah. I'll be like, I'm watching this. Like, what's that? I'm like, Hulu. Like, I don't know Hulu. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I just follow by. I'm like, so. And they're like, how many reps have I done? I'm like, I haven't been paying attention. I'm trying to think about some show. <laughs> I was considering like, how much HBO Max. I was wondering on how I would talk to you. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm like, 
Yeah, so uh, you've seen uh, top ten movies on Netflix, and they're like, my back's severely injured. It's been injured. You haven't been paying attention. <laughs> you're like, look, my spleen just ruptured, and you're talking about the fabulous Mrs. Maisel or something. Exactly. Come on, dude. I'm like, but it was so, season three. I've been blind <laughs> for six years. You know I can't watch Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and you cater to your Bro, clients that's, are all. That's, I was gonna say that's probably one of the most stressful things about my job. Honestly, is you know some people you have more of a natural flow with uh, in terms of conversation, and other people, you know, like you're saying, you just right from the beginning. Like I haven't seen that. I never heard that. I don't believe in movies. And then you're like, cool. How much time did that take to ask them that? And you look up and you're like, cool. Two I don't believe in movies. Yeah. Whatever it is. You know, and then uh, like, you know, you it's got gonna, 58 yeah. minutes of just awkwardness. It's going to be a long or, day when someone's like, I don't believe in feature films. You're like, or, All whatever right. it is. Dude, you have, but it's, it's strange. You know, it's like, crazy. But like, think about this, Justin. Dave, in, in one day, his clients could range from a teenage kid training for a sport, right? To a middle-aged, you know, man or woman that is just trying to stay in shape that has a couple kids to an older client right that is retired and spends a lot of time with their grandkids right so he has to be able to cater to those three people in three separate demographics right and like that probably use three different types of lingo that some people are okay to use this language and some people uh, are bro, okay you're, to use you're nailing it like my current right. uh polar opposites right now my youngest client's 19 my oldest is 80 <laughs> right right so, so like you're know, you know within an hour of each other i'm like what is it by doing i don't know so. you go it from saying like hey sunny jim to uh yo what's up hey yeah hey uh do you know what tiktok is and he's one person's like yes i know what the app tiktok is and the other person's like the noise it makes when my hip moves <laughs> exactly <laughs> dude it's yeah but you know i'm not looking for sympathy but it is challenging <laughs> No, dude, people think it's so, so easy to do that stuff, but to be able to build uh, personal relationships and, and create a client base like the, that, it's it's very difficult and it takes a lot of work. So you did a great job in developing that enough that you're open, celebrating almost three years of owning yeah. your own business, being your own boss, having your own space, man. That's a big deal, dude. So yeah, thanks, bro. Uh, I appreciate that. Hey, of course, man. So like we said, we'll have links in the description of this episode of where you can find David Richards Fitness. So you can follow Dave on socials and you can check out his website and maybe some of the apps. And if you're if you're so inclined, sign up for some classes. So let's keep it moving. Then I want to talk about this, right? Dave here was born in the city of Philadelphia, and he grew up in the neighborhood known as N-Dub, or it's coming to be known as N-Dub. We've had a couple of N-Dub roundtables on this show. I think this show has done more for the city and town of <laughs> N-Dub than any other show in history. Um, but Dave here, he wasn't really in the borough. He was in the the uh like the development part of end yeah, is so that was, right I Dave? Was just outside the borough which you know yeah was like, the, the noodles like cabot will give you a lot of crap for that but yeah, it, doesn't, yeah, it just means like your attention. parents were educated and had good jobs <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you had a garage two car garage and he had a tennis court in his backyard actually had three car and garage <laughs> But, a three-car uh, garage? There was three garage uh, bays. 
Um, so you grew up in N-Dub, you're hanging out. What was life growing up in N-Dub as, you know, uh, kind of an outsider slash uh, development guy? Yeah, I mean, I went to North Hills Elementary. It was interesting. I was probably sure. a little soft going to that school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> living on the outskirts. I mean, everyone's soft at that school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think my dad hugged me too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You actually had <laughs> yeah. a father. So that you had both a, parents way that ahead of the class. Like, Why don't you talk about your feelings? I'd be like, okay. Um, but it was cool. It was a good life. You know, when I uh, stayed in North Penn all the way through high school. Um, nice. So uh, went to Pembroke and North Penn High School. Nice. Um, all right. But it was Graduated good. It was high good school. It was like, like Matt. Make, uh, I did graduate. I, gra- I, it was like, I graduated high school, Justin. You well, got again? I, Whoa, 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 no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. We need to clear something. We need to clear this up now. I know I've repeatedly stated on the show that I was expelled from two high schools. Yes, I was expelled from two high schools. But I graduated, motherfuckers. I got me a diploma. You regularly graduated? Regular graduation. You did get expelled. After I got expelled (laughs) the second time, right, I had to go to this remedial school called Lansdale Teaching and Tutoring, right? And they said if I didn't fuck up again, because, dude, I got expelled the last quarter of my senior year right so like it was three months left of school and they were like all right make you a deal kid don't fuck up again and we'll let you walk with your class all right and i was like all right you know deal and i was, was, I, was living, I was i mean i don't know who it was but i was living with my dad at the time right so it was like i was you know i was living with like you know the the sergeant and he was like, <laughs> he legit, his exact words were, he's like, you could sit on your thumb and spin for three months. You're going to fucking graduate high school. I was like, ah, dad, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, so for all those listening, yeah, I got expelled from two high schools, but your boy graduated with a real life diploma and I didn't have to take an extra year like Tom, the host of the Schmidt Lavelle show had to. So your boy did it. So either way. Coming back oh, yeah, to you. Forgot about that. Yeah. Did you after did you ever have to go to summer school? No, I did. Uh, like uh, multiple well, actually, times or no. just once. That, I, I had to go to summer. Uh, so in between eighth grade and ninth grade, so it, I was in Catholic school still then. So I went from Catholic Saint school Saint. had a more strict. Uh, I it was yeah. That's kind of uh, just what it was. Uh, yeah, that it was like uh, look in public we'll school you, in, you could get a sixty in uh, LC. You had to get a seventy. To not go yeah. to summer school, and, and I, I would get 60s, a sixty-one, like a no problem. Yeah. And my all my three older brothers had to go to, went to LC, so they would get uh, you know, like a sixty-one as well, and they would have to go to summer school, and I wouldn't. I'd be like, ha. Ah. I went to summer school twice. Man, never scary. So you're in school. What kind of sports were you doing in school, Dave? Uh, wrestling, tennis. Yep. So, uh, well, up to up to high school, I was playing. I played lacrosse, soccer, actually, too. Oh, nice. So, uh, like I said, you had a tennis court in your backyard. So, could you play a little tennis? Were you good? Yeah, I'm decent. Yeah, yeah, I'd hope okay. so. You had a tennis court in your backyard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I used it for various things, but tennis was one of them. Play hockey on it too? <laughs> uh, no, I just like when I got to high school, I'd like have parties on it. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Good tennis, like... Matt. You any good at tennis? No, 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 no. no. All right. It's a hard sport. It is. I mean, no, dude. People think, yeah. Well, I mean, because it's a bunch of foops that play it. Everyone thinks it's not like, uh, you know, not. It's, a, it's not a physically demanding sport, but it's very physically demanding. Well, it takes a lot of, of athleticism. Most underrated sports. 
Big time. Um, Dude. Mentally being out there by yourself. Also, too, imagine this, right? Their matches, like a quick match is like an hour and a half, right? <laughs> and that's like as quick as possible. So you're going to go out there for two hours at least minimum, and you're like running just back and forth. And your knees are like on fire. Like, bro, bro. it is so tough. So tough. Yeah. It's... I just watched the show Breakpoint as well on the flicks. Hell yeah! Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So tennis is legit. I mean, it's lonely life as a it's a lonely life as a tennis fan, but still legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had an all time favorite tennis player, who would it be? Andre Agassi? Definitely Roger. Roger Federer. Yeah, Roger Federer. 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 So yeah, he's, oh, dude, dude, you know, what's the crazy thing was, I remember this, this was wild is that, and this is, this is how, like, this is how lucky we are. Like, and I'm saying we're lucky. Like I don't even watch tennis, but like for real, for people watching tennis, this is an era that will never be equaled oh, where yeah, it's like, it was... dude, Andy Roddick would have been a champion in any other era era, oh, but yeah. in this era, really, he just couldn't get past well, really, tennis from, from two. 2005 to 2020 was nuts. Those 15 years, just nuts. What what Federer and Nadal and Djokovic did to dominate a sport would never been seen. Like it's dude. The cra- so. the crazy thing was is that I remember like it's it is for for five years it was Federer, Federer, Federer. Right? Like no, like everyone's like this guy's broken every record. He's unbeatable. He's won Wimbledon how many times in a row? Like he's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. Right? And that's what everyone's saying. And then. Nadal comes around and oh, then Nadal is. starts winning and everyone's like, what the fuck is that? This Nadal guy is incredible. And he's winning, 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 and winning, winning. And it really like breaks my heart to see how old he is in the Netflix show. Cause I remember when he was like young and I'm like, damn, how old right. am I? You know? And then everyone's like, oh dude, Federer was incredible. Nadal incredible. There's no way there's beating them two. Then comes Djokovic, who is out yeah, here just smoking both of them. And it's like, yeah. what world are we living in? That these yeah. three guys exist at the same time. Literally, probably one, two, and three of all time are in the same era. It is unbelievable. Oh, and, and how many great matches between the three of them, you know, any which way, has been recorded. Like, how many Wimbledon finals decided by dude. a couple points between? It's dude. just been great. Oh, dude. They're, they're epic, like, epic stuff. The dude, the epic like Nadal and Federer, those Wimbledon finals were just unbelievable. Then, dude, not even to mention like the French Open. Australia oh, is always yeah. kind of a toss up where it's like, I don't know, something seems to go it's off. What's going on the right now? The Australian Open, it is just started, by the way. Dude, but like, shout out Australia fan of the show, listen to the show. To, to legit, shout out Australia fan of the show, listen to the show. Sue Matthews, aka Miss Metal, aka Alloy One One Zero Zero, Australia's favorite daughter, and then the one and only Arabella Del Buso, and then Sherry Cola. We got fans in Australia, Dave. I don't know Let's if go. you know, but the boys I shout we out hitting down under. We hitting down <laughs> under pretty hot. All right, <laughs> shout out, shout out, Miss Metal. Um, but no, we got we got fans out there. We got retorts all over, baby. So represent. Um, represent. But either way, yeah. And then the U.S. Open, forget about it. Right, like Roddick, nuts. Roddick only won one Grand Slam, and it was a U.S. Open, 
And then that was it. He was like, I got my one, and thank God I got it when I did. He saw this he, dude with nice-ass hair across. So he's like, who is this? He's like, I'm Rajah Tedder. He didn't even <laughs> know originally what that was going to mean. <laughs> nope, no one did. Like a, just waking up out of sleep like, oh, sorry, Fedder. Fedder. Yeah, I'm Rajah. Will's your Fedder. <laughs> but either way, right. yeah. Yeah, so either just way. Just not even breaking a sweat. Not even breaking sweat. Federer was incredible. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. But that's tennis, babe. You also yeah, did some wrestling. You're a really good yeah. wrestler. Dude, Thank I remember, you. I forget. Oh, I was talking to Kevin Wertan the other day, right? And something came up. He's like, dude, how was Topper never, like, like so good at wrestling? Like, never, like, did, you know, went to States or something with wrestling? I was like, well, the funny thing was is that he was in the same weight class as this guy named Brandon Hill. And it just sucked. You know, like. Dave was Dave's filing technically. And too. yeah. So like Dave was a really yeah. good wrestler. <laughs> just those two. Right. Yeah. Well, Dave was a really good wrestler, except it just sucked that like, you know, you kept getting screwed with the guys you're in the weight classes with. I'll tell you, you should have gone up to seventy one and beat Bob Hall. Because that guy's <laughs> or you should have just even cut more weight and gone, gone to forty five. Going forty five that year, but it would it would have been really tough. Yep. But you get you get ahead it too because I missed. He weight. just had my tough. card, dude. How many how many matches him and I? Four three three two five four. Yep. Um, yep. I also lost to Cabot a lot by a point, uh, but he also state qualifier. Yeah, dude, regional runner up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's not like you're losing to Joe shit the rag man. You're no, I felt to- I, I felt pretty good about it i was we were on a really good team yeah no dude you were a really good wrestler so either way let's keep it moving um so like we said you you know wrestled did tennis but i want to talk about a little bit of working right so what were your you you start like you kind of started working right away you know what i mean like i think your parents instilled a uh, work ethic so you did like you're a dishwasher at the hickory pit you were a bagger at at 12 12 years old bro the Hickory Pit at the North Wales train station. Yeah, right? used to work yeah. there. Yeah, I, was, I, I Dude, worked there. They, the grade, ribs bro. at the, the Hickory, Hickory pit, pit, bro. The ribs at the Hickory Pit, baby. Until, until the age of like seven, I thought the Hickory Pit was the fanciest place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember when like the William Penn Inn finally started putting like the lights up on the trees. And I was like, this seems nicer than that place by the train station. Because McKeever's was across the street. And I also yep. thought McKeever's was a place where dignitaries I McKeever's. I yep. used to have to go to McKeever's to get frozen chicken croquettes or, or chicken fingers when we ran out. And I was like 13. I was going there. It was like all smoke-filled bar. I'm like, oh, open the hickory pit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like all fucking scared and shit. So it was like daytime yeah. drinkers. And they're like, oh, get the bartender. I'm like, ah. Fucking horrible. Like, what do you need, Sonny? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, fucking ashing on my head and shit. Yeah. So you work there. I do I love you know, like I've I've said it before, everyone needs to work in a restaurant at least once in their life to realize how like non important the range dressing is. Um and then you also worked at Toys R Us, which is a big you know, pretty cool job, especially as like a teenager. Montgomeryville um, th- Toys R Us? Yeah, dude, I worked there twice, technically. I worked Don't there as, like, a regular shit. associate, and then I went back as, like, a holiday-hired associate, which was a nice. huge mistake. These are two dream yeah, jobs like, for me. I love I was like, oh, I love Toys R Us. Bro, but Toys R Us. Hired, no, Toys R Us was not a bad job, like, regularly, but when I went back for the holiday, you just sign. It's like signing up for the Special Forces. 
Uh, I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to like that, but bro, you're just basically signing up to go on the front lines. You're ready for war. Yeah, I mean, like, I think a lot of people. For fucking yeah. New or Christmas Eve, or it's like, dude, they prep you and prep you. It's fucking mayhem. Dude, yeah, I I guarantee a lot of people would rather be in Afghanistan than yeah. on <laughs> Toys R Us on Christmas <laughs> I mean, Eve. I really you get me? Like, you get flashbangs. You're like, only use these in emergency. But when yeah, you need everyone's them, you carrying around like a Nerf gun and a super soaker. <laughs> if anyone's been good. to the Montgomeryville Toys R Us, is that little road you turn off from Northwell's Road, that little like yeah. Yeah. side little road up. where the Chipotle is now? And I remember one. being a kid and being like, that's the Toys R Us road. Like, You'd see anytime, the giant bars. Uh, and you'd see it, and it was just the big old Jeffrey on the front. What a, what a magical yep. place. What oh, a time dude, to be alive. Was, I, was us was the I was 15 best, when I worked there. Oh, um, and I worked the in the, or, or 16, because I remember I did drive there. I was 16. You could drive um, there worked... when you had your, your hatchback that had like 30-inch speakers. Yeah, I had two 15-inch subs in that thing. It was dope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would uh, I would drive there. I worked in the bike section, and I worked in the video game section. Nice. nice. Dude, so you did pretty well there. All right, so... Then what's, you went from the next there. job. <laughs> he was delivering Za, baby. Delivering Za for, we'll just say a chain Za restaurant. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. He's delivering for delivering pizza for a chain spot. Uh, how'd you like delivering Za? I'll tell you this. Me and Tom talked about this, Dave. We always liked you. And one of the reasons we always liked you is that you weren't a mooch and you always had money. You know what I'm saying? There's so oh, many guys crazy. that were in mooches that never had any money you know what i'm saying justin big time mooch with Hello. no money yeah <laughs> but dave you always you're always a good time you're always a fun hang you always had money you were never a mooch but so you're working delivery any uh any anything ever happened on a delivery button anything, anything, <laughs> anything come up um, anything yeah anything pop up well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, this story is crazy um, because Talk I always me. preface it by saying if someone told me this story, I wouldn't believe. But believe it's 100%. It. Yeah, it's 100% true. Um, you might have been there after, actually. But uh, yeah, so uh, it was me and my friend Brad. We, we closed the store on Friday nights. And the manager at this time, I mean, remember, you know, like age is such a perspective thing. But at this point in time, I remember thinking my manager was so much older than us but in reality he was like 28 and we were like 18 you know <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, uh, um, no it was this uh, brad bauer was his name it was brad um, bauer yeah yeah brad bauer was my was a co-worker so he li- we're yeah, closed in and, and he was and we would you know always fuck around whatever but one you know one night the guy comes back and he's like oh it's like a hot chick on the phone and asked if it was like a guy or a girl delivering it and i'm like whatever same shit always fucking with us trying to get in our heads and I pretty much forget about it, but nonetheless, gives me a delivery. I get on, I'm on the way there, pull up to the house, um, and I started thinking about it again. And especially when I like see the front doors open, it's just like the storm doors shut. So I'm like thinking about it a little bit, but I'm like whatever. So I go knock on the storm door, and then I hear a voice that just goes, "Come in." It's like a woman's voice. So I'm like, then my heart starts beating a little bit because now I'm really like he was like thinking about like the, my boss's tone. Like he did seem kind of sincere. So I walk in there. And it's just this woman to the right on this, uh, like a row home style house. So the whole home, home where you walk in opens to the right and she's on this couch. I'm like full lingerie. I swear to God. And, uh, and basically like, Oh, Hey, you, it's very casual at first. Like, Hey, just put the pizza, like point to the coffee table, like kind of in front of her. And I set it down. She's like, how much is it? Like, you know, I tell her 10 bucks, whatever it is. And then she's like really quick. This all happened. And she's like, how old are you? And I'm like, Oh, I don't you know 19 or 18 however old i was 
And she's like, you horny? And I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what? She's like, you heard me. Come on, don't play around. All guys your age are horny. Like, stands up, comes up. She's like, you're kind of cute. And just starts making out with me. Like, puts her hand how, in my pants. How, how, does, how does this lady looking, Dave? I mean, again, age is perspective. I think she might have been in her 40s, maybe older 30s. I was okay. young as hell. Still looking good, though? Oh, yeah. Like, and then I, I'm, you know, Maria, I was like a, a softy, like more, not play by the rules all the time, but I like, was like, I'm at work. Oh, I can't do this. And I fucking leave. And she's like, you should come back. So I go back to the stop cap. My boss, like, start telling him what happened. He's like, are you fucking nuts? He's <laughs> like, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I'm married. I have two kids. I love my family. But when I was your age, I was with an older woman. Best experience of my life. You need to go back there right now. Don't worry about cleaning up. Just cash out and go back there. You got to go back there. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I go back there and I knock on the door. And she's like, oh, you came back. We mess around a bit. I don't know. And then she basically loses her mind. She's like, come on, do it again. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm chilling. She's like, call a friend. Come on, call a couple friends. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I actually go to your house after and I'm like, I can't believe what just happened. Like, like that was nuts. You know, I, I should have handled it this way. I should have handled it that way. It was just all happening really fast. And it was a lot, you know, it's overwhelming. I'm a teenager, you know, I'm still young. Yeah. Like yeah. easy to like look back and be like, I would have done this. Like, I don't know if you would have, like it was yeah. intense. But then a couple months later, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this situation. <laughs> and so I'm talking to my manager about it. He's like, dude, here, just put a pizza box in a bag. You just go back there, knocking the door. She answers. She remembers you're in. I'm like, brilliant so i go back to the house i knock on the door and uh some dude answers the door he's like we didn't order any pizza <laughs> i'm like oh wrong house sorry and i run back to my car and i pull off and i'm like oh shit something's, oh, something's off about it so yeah it was wild but the only wow. thing i'll say one more thing about it it did give me a little ptsd in the sense that I was like, this job's dope. And then I would go to other houses and like if anybody even invited me in their foyer, I'd be like, it's going down again. <laughs> <laughs> and like fucking people would I'd be acting all weird. <laughs> and people come back and like just give me the change. I'm like, right, of course, of course. Nothing was gonna happen there. I'm sorry. Why would I the next that? six <laughs> customers you just lean in for a kiss? You're like Yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Just the tip. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, like, they came change? back I'm and they're like, like why is your pants off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, is that a roll of quarters in your pocket? And they're like, whoa. Man, that's wild, dude. I mean, have you, so did any other, like, you would end up delivering pizzas for another couple plate, like slices and stuff like that, and right. like East Falls and things. Did you ever have another experience like that? As long as I mean, you were in the nah, living game for a little while. Yeah, more partying things. Like, people would party and come in, drink yeah. this, smoke that. But, like, yeah. Nothing ever like that. That was that was wild. Okay. So then let's keep it moving then. I want to talk about you were in the comedy game for a while. Like, dude, you did a good chunk of time in the comedy game, right? Yeah, so it was off and on you, for a long time. Yeah, you did a lot in the comedy game. So let's talk about it. How did you get into like you know I I want to hear like what like what prompted you to want to do comedy and then how did you get into it? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think I've been fascinated with comedy. This is uh, something I've been interested in since I'm like kindergarten. I did I did my first open mic when I was like six, seven years old. Right. 
uh, I was taken to some type of show. I don't remember exactly, and I had a, can't ask my dad about it, but there, there's something there where the comedy I was in first grade. So I've always had an interest in it. I don't um, remember where that came from, but uh, did like comedy from when I was like a senior in high school and started doing open mics and just getting into it. Um, I just always liked the idea of, of performing and, and, you know, the art of it. Yeah. And you, dude, you're you, like, you are a funny guy. And, like, you've always been, like, a funny guy, great sense of humor, super attractive, like, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, so, yeah, of course, man. So, but, all right, so you're, so you get into comedy, right? What is in, so I feel like there's, like, comedy scenes, right? Is that, like, at least yep. that's what, like, I've been told, is that, like, it's a comedy scene is is the deal, so what kind of like comedy scenes were you getting into and what's the Philadelphia comedy scene like? Like what, what were you, what'd you have? Yeah, well, on? my, I mean, I haven't been in the Philadelphia comedy scene for probably about a decade or maybe eight, eight, nine years, but like, but you were in it for a decade. When though. I was in it, I was really in it. I mean, I think being in it could, you know, depends what level you're at, but for me, it meant like I was doing some type of performance every night. If it was an open mic or some type of guest spot, or hopefully even better, getting some type of paid spot on the weekend. But I was yeah. definitely very involved in it. And then at some point, like circa 2012, 2013, I started doing my own show, Bluebell, at this restaurant where I was promoting it, creating the flyers, hiring the comics, paying the comics, setting the room up, you know, in terms of the production and the lighting. And the, like, so I was. And that show ran for at least 18 to 24 months. Um, wow. that, was a monthly, that was a monthly show. So it wasn't like every weekend or anything, but that was once a month we would do that. And it was pretty successful, like sometimes two shows in a weekend. So, wow. And how many people uh, would you get per, per like, like what was we the said room like a hundred people at? in that room maybe. So for Dude, a that's show, a good little that. room then, definitely. you know, like uh, that's incredible, nice man. Yeah, there was a nice little run where I sold definitely like a hundred shows or a hundred tickets a show for like four or five months in a row. Really? So, yeah, it was. And really it was good. an every weekend thing. No, not no. So it was monthly. It was monthly. That, that's once a month. Okay, once a month. So what, dude? That dude. People don't realize like the amount of like work it takes to promote something like that. That you would get a hundred people every month, you know, and like you had a good run. Like, dude, th that's takes so much because i remember like we did a live show god a couple of years ago but we did a show and it was you know i had to beat tom in a game of mario kart to win the rights back to the show uh, every everybody knows the story it's well documented um but either way yeah tom had bought the rights to the show out from underneath me from my previous co-host slash business partner shake and in order to get the rights to the show back i had to beat him in a game of mario kart live at graham's pub which i did right and we promoted the shit out of that thing and had like we had i'd hired like a videographer and everything and like we shot with like produced and shot a ton of like like video material for like leading up like we did like a 24 7 style like lead up show and everything like that That's and we had cool. different things yeah it was a lot of fun and we promoted that really well and like the videos on that did well right and then you know we dude we were begging to get 30 people and we begged right but like we had like bar people like it ended up being like with the bar patrons that were there it was over 100 people but like people that were there just because of us it was probably like around 35 to 40 which is still yeah. cool 
right? Absolutely. And it was still fun, and like it was still a good event and a lot of fun. But for you to be able to get a hundred people in consecutive months, dude, that is huge. And like it was all word of mouth. No, I mean we had a thing at that point in time, right? Twenty twelve, like, yeah, definitely Facebook and then whatever social media platforms I was trying to use. But I was definitely still using like paper flyers too. And yeah, I mean I definitely Facebook because I I get reminded all the time. It'll be like here's your here's your ad from. 10 years ago I'm like oh shit oh dude yeah so um but yeah it was good it was a good run it was fun you know the business side of it for what it was worth during that time it helped me with my network of comedians because you know again to some point networking is is very important comedy who you know and who you can get connected to and get in front of and whatnot yeah nice dude okay so then do you have a i guess what would be what was your best moment in comedy Probably, man, it's this is so this gets comedy's emotional for me because I want to get back into it, man. I, I still feel I felt like uh, these Dude, are four, was... so many fork in the road moments in life, and I probably should have. I, I was making my really like a good push in it. I was think up for an audition at Helium uh-huh. uh, to be a host at Helium, and once you're a host at Helium, you get you know to connect to a big name, host for them. Maybe they like you, possibly even take you on tour. Best case scenario. But the very least, you get five sold-out shows on a weekend. You're getting paid. So I was up for an audition, but that never happened. So I'd say probably my biggest moment, I won a comedy competition for like 100 bucks in front of a crowd of like 200 people, 250 people. Um, beat out maybe like seven, eight other comics. Uh, was supposed to get a hosting weekend for that club. It was in Jersey. They shut down, actually. But that no. was a cool moment. I felt really good, and I come up with this really tight six minutes that I've been working on. It was really good. What did you have like? You, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you remember like what your best, your best like joke was, or best? Did you tell like a story, or did you tell jokes, or like what was? Yeah, your style? I mean, that's what something I would do different now is try to do more of a story style. I had a lot of like short jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't tell stand up not on stage, but. Uh yeah, I, I probably would if I get a chance to get back to it, probably get more story style. But yeah, dude, it's fun. Comedy's great. It's a rush. It's really interesting skill set. So do you still find like you're able to like, you know, do well like speaking in public and can and control a room and hold court and things like that? Definitely carries over to what I do for a living now, for sure. I mean yeah. you know, you might that's literally what it is, because you might have some preconceived plan on how to train someone, but then you might have to do something on the fly or whatever and uh, um, and then you have to, you know, be able to bring people out of yeah, bring people out of bad moments, or if you're tanking, still stick with it or whatever it yeah. is. So yeah, that's a lot yeah. of carryover. I would do sales, yeah. and I would like, you know, you you can bomb in comedy, but like when you bomb in sales, it's like you can't just walk off the stage in four minutes. You're like. Oh, I have to finish. There's like 43 minutes left in this presentation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I want to kill myself. It's tough though, but um, yeah, dude. It's, but I think yeah. there's a lot of carry. I'm not. I think none of that time was wasted for me for sure. Nice. All right. Uh, okay. So then, all right. So then, you would like to go back to comedy? Definitely. When my schedule permits it, I absolutely at least want to give it a shot. And either be like, well, not what I thought, or be like, fuck yeah, I missed this. Ha- ha- how do you build like do you do like open mics or like is there a formula like how you would build it up like yeah i mean the problem is like i don't know if i have the drive like i had you know 12 years ago to to 
drive, you know, an hour away to do three minutes on an open mic in a bar in front of seven people and then drive, you know, but you do have to kind of build up until, you know, you maybe as a hypothetical, you know, the person who runs whatever mic and then they're like, oh, you've been showing up for six months. Let me get you up and you're pretty decent. I want to put you up when there's still people here. And that's kind of the very like bottom feeder of how open mics work. And then once you start, oh, wow, you're putting me up when there's actually 10 people here. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're doing a Saturday show. I'm going to, you know, you want to do a live show? Well, you know, it's not a paid spot. And then the other route would be going through Helium and trying to get on their mic and and trying to create a network through them again, get back to going on a hosting audition and see what you can create that way. And hope that there's a little bit of my network left. I show up and there's a couple faces where I'm like, Dave, that would be ideal. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, do you remember, do you remember some of the guys that you were, you were with when you were doing it? Like, you know, like, were you ever with like, oh, I yeah. mean, like who, who were some of the guys that were in the scene when you were there? I mean, there's, a, there's famous guys now. Shane Gillis is from the Philadelphia scene. I yeah. mean, wasn't very close with him at the time, but we had definitely been on a couple or at least one show. And I uh, did with him. It was a competition. Uh, his podcast partner, Matt McCusker did a bunch of, of shows with and kind of float around with some of people in that little crew. Um, so yeah, I was, I was moving around doing pretty good for a little bit in terms of my network. Nice. Good, man. Dude, I hope you get back into it, dude, because you're a funny guy. So, all right. And then, all right. So I, we are coming towards the top of time, right? So yes. before we get out of here, right, like we said, right now, you're mainly concentrating on your business, David Richards Fitness. Most right? important. Most important thing. Coming up on three years. You've been doing, being your Good own boss, job. running your own business, paying your own taxes. Doing your own thing. So, like we said, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about it. So, what do you do? You have anything coming up, or or anything you got going on with David Richards Fitness? Yeah, I mean, uh, like you just mentioned, doing three year uh, anniversary. We're trying to start doing like monthly <clears throat> seminars, whether it's like via Zoom or uh, in person. Like trying to invite guests in to talk um, and do more community based stuff uh continue to expand the class schedule um you know i recently just got everything on this app uh as of like recent as december so start to utilize this app more and the features on it um and then push my marketing side of things a little bit i've been organic up to this point so um i think i'm ready to start kind of putting a little money into the marketing side of things and see if we can really elevate things this year awesome man dude i hope that works out man i'm super excited for you brother and i'm really looking forward to it so like i said we are coming towards the top of time uh before we get out of here is there anything or actually all right it's now time for everyone's favorite segment it's j-dub's question segment j-dub hit him with some questions baby let's go you doing milk with dinner? I know that's uh, not respected. I didn't do that as a family, but I would do it. No, I mean, like, currently, like, you would you have milk oh, with no, dinner? Oh, no, not currently doing it, but I would. I'm not opposed to it. Did you, coming up, did you have milk with dinner coming up? No, but I know a family that did, and it was definitely, like, different. I can't. The I Lord didn't. took it from me, but I would do it with if. That's so good. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I love chocolate milk. You think you could beat up your 19-year-old self? Probably. Dude, probably. I'm whipping my 19-year-old self. Yeah, probably. Chair. I'm whipping his ass. I was I was pretty shredded, but I was a little bitch. And I'm heavier now. I'm bigger. And sexier. It's a definitely. <laughs> I got a man strength. 
What's the most famous person you've met, uh, excluding man. me? Yeah, nobody. Really. I mean, like I did a show with Shane Gillis way back when, but he wasn't famous now. You like see what's the most famous person you've seen? Like you don't necessarily like interact with them, but like what's the closest most famous person you've been to? Like one time I saw uh, Jeff Van Gundy in an airport, and I just went uh, Jeff, and I pointed at him, and he went like this. He went <laughs> nice. Damn, I don't think I have anything like that. Uh, no one really. Never really All mine are person. sports guys. All mine, yeah. I feel like are sports guys too. You know nah, who's man. one? You know who's one I met? Um, okay. Uh, do you remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. Remember the dude from that show? Not I, well. I've met Sarah Seth Michelle Green. Geller. Yeah, but there was a guy on there. His name was like Angel or something. David Boreales. Yes, I met him. Um, you did. Yeah, and I met him. I was like, dude, my mom's a huge fan of you because he was on the show called Bones, I think. Yeah, but he was. yeah. I like that yeah, show. met him, uh, met Seth Green. I used to work at this restaurant called Vinny T's and Seth Green would come in and get takeout. And I just remember we would go like, stand, like he would be at the host stand and I would be at the bar and we would just start yelling stuff. And I just remember I would yell at him in the voice of the old man from family guy. I'd be like, Hey Chris, you know, <laughs> like that. Cause it was like the, you know, the old creepy guy that always wanted to rape Chris from Family Guy and he plays Chris. So I thought that was funny. And then the food runner would always yell, thank you so much for robot chicken. And then, and then, uh, who else? Oh, and then did you ever see the show hung? Do you remember the show hung that was on HBO? I remember, but I never seen it. Well, there's this show called hung on HBO and it was a lot of sex and a lot of nude and a lot of P and a lot of V and a lot of stuff. But there was this one, one, there's this one redheaded chick who plays like this this like pimp and she was a smoke total smoke right and i was working at public pen valley and she came in there and i recognized her and legit she had just been like full frontal nude on the show like two nights before and i was like hey saw you on hung and she's like oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, nice. I saw, saw a lot of you, and it was nice. looking good, baby. But, yep, so there you go. Little soft porn days. Dude. Dead. Any uh, broken dead. bones? Oh, yeah. Smashed my ankle like 15 years ago. Pretty bad. Doing what? Uh, wrestling someone when I was drunk. Nice. Oh. Was it I our match? Did I break uh, your ankle in our match? Dude, uh, no, nah, it was another match that wasn't, it ended pretty quickly. Uh, whoa, you know, whoa, I got a plate whoa, and seven whoa. screws. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've been wrestling other people, Dave? <laughs> Bro, I, yeah. I tore around, especially when there's booze involved. Like, give me a match that erupts. Dave, have, have gun, will travel. Dave, yeah. when you What's were up? wrestling other people, were you still thinking about me? <laughs> of course. That'll, that'll never change. Thank that'll you. never change. And this match didn't rank where ours ranked. But I did break my right. ankle, so. Sure. Uh, Rebecca <laughs> Kreskoff. Rebecca Kreskoff. That's her name of the girl from Hung. Oh, the right, kick right, out right. kid. I thought that the was kick like, out kid. like a, a free t shirt or something. I'm like, oh. You ever, uh, you ever do a third bowl of cereal? Third bowl? Yeah. yeah I've done fourth. fourth. Daddy, yo. Yeah, fourth doesn't usually feel good, but. Third doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. Mm-mm. It's got to be two. Even size two's, depending. I've had the. Solid. You got to mm-hmm. stay with two. Mm-hmm. You're never going to feel good after a third. I've done four, though. That's crazy. I know. That's embarrassing. Now, how many bulls you done? Uh, I'd probably, I'd probably done three. I've done three and regretted it. I never pushed myself <laughs> to four. 
I'm done yeah. for. I swear to God. I've crossed a box in two and not like felt <laughs> great about that. But like I, I felt like I was like, this isn't wrong because it's not a third bowl. Was it like skinny like little box or like a legit box? I mean your standard size box, but like you're you're just using like a salad bowl at that point. Right, right. How much milk though? I think that's almost the important fact. I was a heavy milk guy. Like before the Lord took it, it from me, we were using a lot of milk in my house. My mom would buy the do you remember the the three gallon jug they would sell oh at Costco? Damn, <laughs> you get two. Yeah, they came in. A th- they had a three gallon John. You had a like you had a water cooler. Of there was like six of us in the crib, so we need a lot. Yeah. Of milk. Damn, that's crazy. The three gallon was tight. All right, that's nice. Crazy. Keep it going, J Dub. Um, do you have any questions for me? Oh, uh, milk or chocolate milk? I mean, at this point, because I can no longer tolerate milk, if I had to risk it, I would go chocolate. I'd go a nice Mary Mead chocolate milk if I could have anything. Ooh. Out of the glass bottle. Wow. Mary Mead. Nice. Nice. I love whole milk. It's My body turns it into lava now. Oh, shit. That's not good. Yeah, just Dang. immediately. You're I'll saying because it erupts out of you? Yeah, my body just turns it into hot magma. Oh, my God. Hot liquid like magma. Good. That's like some I'm bad good. superpower. Yeah. Apparently, it's called hard. lactose intolerant, but it, I don't know what happened. You could harness it like Cyclops. If you could harness it like Cyclops. Like, <laughs> <it's laughs> <laughs> laser shoot out of his eyes, it's bad. That harness, that's a good thing. Yeah, it comes out at a solid 108. At least. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Love that we got into shit talk. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, my bad. My uh, bad. No, it's all no, good. It's Justin's Matt, favorite segment. Matt doesn't want to talk about poop on the podcast. No, Fucking, you know I hate that word. All right. God damn you. Um, either way, let's keep it moving. Dude, I took uh, the wildest shit in a Wawa uh, the other day. And this dude, so I'm pooping in the Wawa. He puts his foot under the door and like tries to pull the door open like with his foot like no knock no handle pull he goes full foot under the door with a little tug and you like, hit his foot with your foot oh buddy oh me in here uh, you do it you do it oh. like occupado i'm in here making a hot mess because i can't <laughs> stop myself from eating cheese i'm here fucking doing alchemy turning milk to lava <laughs> I'm a full metal alchemist in this stall right now. I got your foot in my area. Technically, uh, this is a crime. I could call yeah. the police. You're like, dude, you don't, you don't want no pots of what's going on in here. That's the other thing. That's, yeah, that guy, wildest thing that happened to me. And then one time I was pooping and the guy knocked on the door. I was like, yo, I'm in here. That was cool. And like three, four minutes from he goes, oh, uh, excuse me. And I go, what? I was like, go in the women's room. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? I'm not going to stop pooping to let you poop. Wow. What do you, you want from me? I would uh, uh, of people. Yeah. I was like, go pull right. the hand dryer for a little bit. Let me, I'll get you out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Uh, Dave, we are coming towards yeah. the top of time. Anything you want to say to your family, friends, and, uh, you know, fellow Daves? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I would like to say that keep doing what you're doing. I know it sounds very simplified but like if you're at a job that you don't think is leading you somewhere you could be mistaken because you know everything does lead to the next and you know um even skill even though i don't deliver pizzas anymore whatever it is all those skills carry on to the next so keep going true very good very true very good and very true thank you for that dave you're absolutely correct 
and you're awesome and i love you but uh oh, thanks, brother. yeah you got it pal yeah and also i think you started almost every response with well i mean you know what i mean <laughs> oh god let's cut that out then yeah Aww. i'll try my name is yeah i don't uh, I really gotta practice my responses no you did great buddy speaking. you nailed you nailed it tonight we got a saying on this show is that when it goes by fast you know it was good and this one flew by so Jalen, uh jaylen anything you want to say before we get out of here babe um just you know <laughs> just be good to yourselves just to, to enjoy yourselves be safe that's great so let's keep it moving then. Speaking of uh, adding to it, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming today by the one and only Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, and our guest today is the man, the myth, the legend, the owner of David Richards Fitness, the one and only Dave Toper. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com, and please like and subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. See ya. Mm-hmm.